We're live. <laughs> that that was the way it started. Oh, was that your phone saying that we're live? Maybe. No, no. Oh. I turned that notification off because what's annoying is it's the the default sound for the Twitch is the same as text messages. So I'd often be like biking, and like, oh sweet, someone texted me, and check my phone, and it's just, hey, your buddy's live on Twitch, and it's like, oh god damn it, I don't care. Yeah, I don't care yeah. that I have friends. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, John's back. Hey, hi. Home somehow. How was uh? How was two weeks flying around? Uh... <laughs> was there awful plane stuff? Uh, my luggage got lost twice. This is great. Tell the story. Let's uh, hear it. On the way there, um, because originally I went to Atlanta, then I went to Boston, then I came back here. On the mm. way to Atlanta, I, I had a stopover in Minneapolis, then Washington D.C. And then in Washington, D.C., as I'm getting on the plane, they're like, hey, are you actually going to Atlanta? I'm like, yes, I'm boarding the plane right now. It's like, oh, sorry, we took your luggage off. Uh, <laughs> we'll put it back on. Yes, please do. Yeah. <laughs> so I get on the plane. We get to Atlanta. Only one suitcase shows up. So I have to go talk to baggage claim. Oh, like, so when they meant we'll put it back on, they meant we'll put it back on that other plane beside you. Yes, actually, that's what happened. The plane next nice. was also going to Atlanta an hour later. Oh, so they okay. loaded it on that one instead, and I got it an hour later. <clears throat> Great. Which worked what out. A weird series of events. Yeah, which worked out okay because we were waiting for someone, and his plane got delayed long enough that he showed up, and then my suitcase showed up at the same time. So that worked out. Then the flight to Boston. Maybe he specifically took your suitcase. Maybe. When we went to uh, Boston, we had a hard time finding a parking spot. We actually almost missed our flight because we couldn't find anywhere to park the car. Huh. We spent, I think, over a half over a half hour looking for a parking spot. Wow. Okay. Cool. And and yeah, it was a little ridiculous there. And uh, the whole time, Emil was going like, "Hey, this like this place is usually empty. Like it's a Tuesday or it was a Wednesday. Why is it so busy?" Blah blah blah. And we eventually loaded, and there's no one in security. Like there was no lineup. It went super fast once we actually got in the airport hmm. so then on the way back it's flying with luca and we get on our plane in boston we wait and they say all right we have to do a little bit of work on the plane it'll be about a half hour and then after that we'll fly out half hour passes it's gonna take another half hour and longer than that so we're just gonna get you all to get off the plane Mm-hmm. And we're just that's the worst. Yeah, and it's like we're gonna have to reschedule you. So we get in this giant line. We get halfway through it after about I don't know half hour plus of waiting. Then they just say, "Anyone with connections to Canada, please come to the front desk." So we just skip the rest of the line. They tell us, "All right, we're just gonna move you guys over to Air Canada. That way you can just get there right away. We'll move your luggage uh, we, over. Just we take care of our own." Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So we went from flying Delta. The whole all the flights up to this point were Delta. Okay. No calling them out. Yeah. Is that your cautionary tale? Yeah. Yeah. We go to Air Canada. The lady there says, like, all right, all your luggage will be moved over. You'll be transferred just fine. I mean, no problem. So we get over to the Air Canada gate. I hand in my passport. They're like, all right, you're good to go. Uh, Reese hands hers over, or Luca, whichever you want to call her. And I I usually call her Reese, but most people know her as Luca. I know. The funny part wasn't that. It was whatever you want to call her. It's like, oh. (laughs) All right, I guess I'll just stick with her name. Yeah, I mean, that's priorities. I'm going to get... Hey, lady. Hey, lady. You getting on this plane or what? I know you heard that. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> She's here. I'm getting on whatever way. plane you're getting on. You only exist. I uh, can the mic. Can you hear? No. No. She just yelled here? at me. I only exist on the internet. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's like Batman. It's like which is the real secret identity? Is, is he Bruce Wayne or is he Batman? <laughs> right. So uh, we get to Air Canada. I they put me through just fine. They uh, Delta did not transfer over her ticket, and as a result, they did not move her luggage either. Great. So Air Canada's like, all right, we know you're supposed to be transferred. For just for some reason, they didn't give you a ticket. So we're gonna make a fake ticket, and hopefully, it works. And hopefully no one notices. Yeah, <laughs> wow. it worked. It worked. They're okay. Like, All right. While you're boarding the flight, we'll fix it properly. But for now, like since you're cutting it close, you should get on this flight. Get on the flight. We make it to Toronto because originally we were supposed to go Minneapolis, Calgary. Instead, we're going Toronto, Calgary. Get to Toronto. Go through customs. Wait to pick up our luggage so we can go on to domestic. And it doesn't show up. We go. Like over- the plane doesn't show up. No, our luggage. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> We're already in Toronto, but there's no plane. Well, you said it was like a connecting flight, so maybe the other plane didn't show up. That's fair, yeah. Mm. So we go to the, the baggage claim desk, we ask them, hey, what? where's our luggage? They're like, oh, okay, so we have it in Boston. For some reason, it didn't make the plane. So that so none of our bags made it to Toronto at all. Like, so don't right. worry, we'll get to Calgary, file a report, and then we'll get your bags as soon as we can. So we go through, get the flight to Toronto, or from Toronto, we get to Calgary, go talk to the person there, and they say, oh yeah, um, actually, Delta never gave us your bags. They still have them. So they were, so they were just a little butthurt that you left for a different airline. I, I guess, even though they told <laughs> us to do it. So they're like, alright, follow this report and we'll deliver it eventually. So... They said, oh, yeah, all your in, all your stuff will be in by noon. So we'll give you a call, and then we'll have it to you by, like, 2 o'clock. Or actually, I think it was more, yeah, something by noon, and then we'll give you a call around 1230 or 1. 2 o'clock rolls around, haven't heard a single thing. So I would call in, and they say, all right, so here's the situation. One of your bags is currently going through customs here in Calgary. One of your bags just arrived, and one of your bags is still in Boston. <laughs> Why do you have so many bags? Two were mine, one was one was hers. Oh, right, for two people. Okay. Yeah. So we started taking bets, like, all right, so when are they going to get delivered? It's like, all right, the first one will be delivered around 7 o'clock, and then when the other two are, show up and are good to go, they'll you'll get them. So the first one that shows up is hers. So apparently hers did not get delayed. It was one of mine that got separated from my own stuff again. Uh, I don't know which one it is. I'm still pretty sure it was the throne controller suitcase. So hers shows up between 7 and 8. Mine finally show up around midnight. Wait, you still don't have a bag? Oh, I have them now. I have them all oh. now. They showed up both at midnight, like, Tuesday. Never, yeah, Reese is saying never again, flying with me, never again. Yeah, and I, and I don't that's blame fair. Her. To be fair, this isn't new, so she knew what she was getting into, yes. and that's <laughs> her fault. Right. That is called Victim Blaming 101 right there. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I can't wait till like thirty seconds from now where she he- hears what you. <laughs> I'm just like I'm just saying like you should expect this. This is this is the norm. In fact, if everything goes according to plan, you should be probably, scared. Yeah, you're probably about to end up on like the island from Lost. What are you yelling? Or Dateline or something. What did you yell? Just, 
I'm waiting to hear what she yeah. yelled. Excuse this is the most enthralling. Faith was her response, Sean. Excuse me for having faith. Mm. <laughs> um. Well, it's good to have you back. Yay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to leave ever again. Please don't don't make me leave again. When's okay, the next trip? A month from now. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> What's the next trip? Uh, I might be going to Seattle for a little bit. Otherwise, uh, that doesn't count. Next actual convention trip is two months from now. Oh, and that's to Momocon in Atlanta. Oh, back to Atlanta. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Seattle's just like a for fun one. Mm-hmm. Seattle's a cool city. I like. Seattle. It is. I love that Seattle's city. Really nice. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, top ten perspective: Sean Booker, John Wheeler, Yo. Paul Floyd. Hi. March twelfth. Boom! Um, intro. That's an intro. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, John, tell us Yo. about PAX East for this PAX East podcast. Cool. I didn't play anything. It's amazing. <laughs> it's yep. a lie. It's a goddamn <laughs> lie. Wait, what do you say, Reese? Oh no, I haven't gotten to that point yet. S- special fourth chair. We should oh, and pro- a cat. And a probably cat. just and get a her a mic. Oh, hi. So get your, let's get your cat a mic. Okay, hold on. <laughs> Hi, Reznor. Say something. Say anything. You're embarrassing please, me. Please talk to me. <laughs> You're embarrassing me. She, she always talks. This is the one time. The one time you put in front of a camera. No, he never says anything. <laughs> no, I know. I know. It's a cat. It's a cat. Yeah. Dogs are better than cats. Yeah. I I, I strongly complain. disagree. I fucking hate dogs. I hate them. So well, you hate fun. Sure. If yeah, if a fun go. is a dog, I would kill it. No, I'm kidding. Dog, I, would never oh, kill, wow. I would never kill a dog. What? That's wow. way too far. That's that's awful. way too far. Yeah. Dog. Anyway, um, John, you didn't play anything at PAX. Um, uh, no, because I had to do TRG work every single day. I was there. So on. On Friday evening, we had to do we did a tournament recording. So during the day, I walked around and like bought stuff at the booths and stuff like that, and wandered around. Just kind of hung out with friends. Mm-hmm. Saturday we had the panel. Then we had a meet and greet after the panel, and then um, we had an interesting thing actually happen after that. Uh, the Make a Wish. You played a game? No, because <laughs> no, that would have been interesting. The Make a Wish Foundation came up and wanted to meet us. Um, they actually. Oh man, is someone asking for you? Uh, not me specifically. It was for Emil. So oh, okay. a, a kid specifically used their wish for the Make a Wish Foundation to meet a meal. Hmm. So they hung out with us for a couple hours. I chatted with their family and that, and Emil's. Wait, was, like the kid was there too? Yeah. Oh, okay. So Emil was chatting with the kid, and I was. Oh, so with regardless of if Emil said that's okay or not, the kid was there, so he got his wish. Yeah. Okay, so theoretically, he could be like, "I don't want to be near this kid," but then the Make a Wish. No, no, no. They, they like, talked in advance. Too bad, they, kids, right here. They talked, they talked in advance. <laughs> It's not like a magic oh, okay. trick. So I can turn my next trick. I'll pull this well, sick kid out like, of a hat. We can guarantee we can get you in his proximity. We don't know if he'll <laughs> enjoy it or not. We can get you close enough. Just sign here that you're acceptable to be within 20 feet. It's just the yeah. worst stalker organization ever because it just makes you feel bad when you decline it. Um, I didn't know they had talked earlier, but that's cool. Yeah, so we hung out with them. They went to the concert that night, So and I... Ended up just like hanging out with some people and grabbing dinner. Super late. How old was the kid? Oh, look at his age. I think he was about 14, they said. 
Okay. Well, that's also really sad. Mm hmm. That's cool that that was able to happen. Yeah. Yep. They were they were super nice to talk to, so I felt really bad. And then uh, Sunday we had. Wait, are you saying you wouldn't have felt bad if it wasn't a nice kid dying? No. Because that's really that's really fucked up, John. No, that's not what I'm saying, Sean. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> it really didn't bother me. It was a fine comment. <laughs> um, who was playing at the concerts? I didn't look into like anything. Pax East. Um, though. the hmm. second night was Bit Brigade, MC Frontalot, and I cannot remember the third group. Hmm. Was Those Joko not there? Who? Jonathan I Colton. Think, I don't think Joko's actually done uh, any concerts in a while. Interesting. And no Anamanaguchi. Nope. Uh, well, at least they're not on night two. Okay. They could have been on night one. I don't know. I feel like I would have seen it on like their Twitter account. Yeah. So I, don't I think so. I believe night one is usually uh, Pax East is usually like uh, the game Symphony Orchestra and stuff like that. Okay. That's right. And then the final day, we had to do a signing that we were on schedule for, and it was okay. It was in the middle of the day. So. So how many people showed up to all your? Fan events. Uh, we had a smaller room than usual for the for the panel, so we but we had like five hundred plus people there. Okay. Um, signing took a couple hours. So what was the weirdest thing you signed? Um, a, I don't know butt? if this counts as weird. No, that that's what Reese did. She had to sign a butt. Nice. She had to sign a butt. Yeah. It's awesome. I think this is like the second or third time she's had to sign a butt. Like a dude's butt. Yeah. I think okay. it was a dude's butt this time around. I know last time it was. Okay. Is it ever a girl's butt? Mm. Okay. <laughs> uh, I signed ha- uh, was it? yeah Hattie Haddington's head from Battleblock Theater. Cool. Someone, someone came up dressed as Hattie and just signed their head. Cool. Did anyone have their shirts? No. No, the shirts yeah. did not show up. I was so sad because after the panel, when I started, had access to Twitter again, people were sending me pictures of their shirts because they had just shown up in California. I'm like, oh, come on. <laughs> yeah, I have mine on. I have one of mine on, too. The only one that actually has shown up. So All far. right, Paul, three people. Let's do it. Nope. I'm pretty sure Paul God. didn't order one. God damn it, Paul. I'm not surprised. I'm also in my work attire. <laughs> so... <laughs> I thought there was like a printing error, like I got bummed out, but apparently not. So yours has yours is like missing paint. Yeah, that's part of the design. They're supposed to be like okay. It's supposed to look like a little worn out. Okay, no, that's totally cool. Then I just like I said earlier. Yeah, no, because when you were retweeting it, a lot of those pictures of people's were really blurry, so mm. I couldn't see that. And I was like, did I just get did I luck out here? What's no, yeah, I had three or four people ask about that, and I had to be like, no, actually, that was how it was from day one. So. Yeah, no, that's totally fine. It's cool. I like mine. It's a good size. Yeah, actually, they're, I'm surprised at how good the quality is. Yeah, I wasn't so. quite sure what to expect. I had heard mixed things, but it's been pretty good, actually. It says Twitch on it. I'm surprised it doesn't have your Twitch name. You'd, you'd think? It. Yeah. But I don't know why that's not there. I mean, oh well. I figured that they would have put that on the other sleeve or something. Mm-hmm. Well, like, regardless of which Twitch account's on there, you're still going to go to Twitch. Mm. So it's not like right. Twitch is losing out by making them go to a specific Twitch account. Right. But who knows? 
But yeah, I had didn't have much time for walking around on the expo hall, and when I did, I didn't really find anything I wanted to play. To be honest, did you did you buy games? Yeah. What'd you buy? Uh, I bought a couple of games. Some I'm keeping secret. Uh, okay. Because I bought a couple bad games for streams. Okay. Uh, and I bought some good games for myself that I can talk about, like uh, Dodon Pachi Resurrection. I have no idea what that is. Uh, Bullet Hell Shooter from Cave. Okay. Uh, I also bought JoJo's Bizarre Adventure All-Star Brawl. Amazing. Okay. All right. And I bought one game I did actually play and I can talk about. Uh, okay. Po- you can just move into it. Yep. Poyo Poyo Tetris. Oh, yeah. man. I'm excited to hear about this. <laughs> yep, so, me too. Apparently, there is uh, an, a region-free version of the game on the Xbox One. So I have this okay, game yeah. for Xbox One. How much did it cost you? 60 bucks US. Okay, so that's probably like a million dollars Canadian by now? Um, mm-hmm. That's Yeah, it's probably about 70 Canadian. Okay. Have you, so how is it? It's, I hear this. it's just bananas. It's it's so weird to get used to. Because like, do you, do you do you play Tetris or Poyo Poyo? I am a I'm a Tetris player, like hands down. Okay. So get and I suck at Poyo Pop, and now playing Poyo Poyo Tetris, depending on the mode, is more heavily focused on Poyo Pop. So there are points where I'm just getting destroyed because I can't play Poyo Pop well. There were, I think, five modes I ended up playing through, and they, they're all actually kind of cool. There's straight up, like, one play you can pick either Tetris or Poyo Pop, and the other player can do the same, and then you just attack each other like you would in a right. versus game. Then there's um, the mode where both of them are mixed together. You'll either get falling Poyo Blobs or you'll get falling Tetris pieces. That seems like the best mode. It's one of the more hectic ones, to say the least. Because um, you can either make a Tetris line to attack, or you can make like do combos with Poyo Pop pieces. But you have to juggle back and forth which you do, and I believe it affects like how the enemy gets attacked as well too, because you still have the chain and combo, and the Tetris pieces can actually crush the uh, Poyo blocks or the Poyo blobs. So if there's any okay. like you know how you drop junk pieces on the other side when you're playing Poyo Pop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the Tetris pieces, if they fall down, will actually just crush those and get rid of them. But, yeah. if have, but if you have any real pieces, any Poyo pieces, they'll actually just pop up to the top above the piece. So okay. then you can set up like crazy combos like that. Hmm. Sure. It's actually pretty cool. Um, well, so there was a mode where every, I think, 20 seconds, you flip back and forth between a, a Poyo Pop board and a Tetris board, and you had to balance both of them while trying to attack. Okay. That was also really fun. Uh, then there was another mode where you had to either chain or like clear as many lines as possible in a, in a time limit. And then it, whatever you, how many you scored would be how you attacked the other player after time was up. Then they had like a health meter where if the more you did, like the more health they lost. I'm trying to think of anything else. I feel like there was one you, last mode. Who I do you remember. play as? They're all like, they made up characters. Like half of them are from old Poyo Pop games. And then there's a bunch of characters they just made up. So you don't have a specific go-to? No, not yet. Okay. There's one. There's that. one character that's a uh, a scientist, but he's a teddy bear. Okay. So he's got like a teddy bear head, but he's like got a human body and like wearing a lab coat. Okay. And he talks in like broken English whenever you do any like Tetris moves. So he'll say like, "I love Tetris." When, that's awesome. <laughs> whenever you do like a Tetris, it's it's actually pretty funny. 
I think the fish has a good voice as well, from what I remember. Oh, right. You've played it. you played it in Japan. I had, no, no, no. I haven't played it. Oh. I, I've been just like giant bombs way into it, so I've seen them playing it and stuff. Oh, okay. I've not played this. It was not out when I was in Japan. Oh, okay. Yeah. No. It, and this is Sega, right? Yeah. This is uh, Sega, and they just partnered up with uh, the Tetris company and made this. Cool. Since it's a Japanese copy, though, everything is in Japanese, so I have to like find a translation guide. And there's a story right. mode, which also will not make any sense because I can't understand it. I hear the story mode is just like nuts going on, but again, it's from people who can't understand it. Yeah, it, so. it seems very weird. There's one character who can only talk by saying P over and over again. So they go P, 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 like that. Great. Yeah. That's awesome. It's great. That is great. I don't know. I like well, it. Cool. It's got, that made me get the most use of my Xbox One in a while. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Um, and probably getting tons of achievements that you don't know what you did for. Um, okay, so here's the thing, and maybe you can answer this. Can you not get achievements when you're offline? Um, well, on the 360, you could. Yeah. I don't think I've ever played with my Xbox One offline. Um, yeah, because like... I'd assume you still could. Yeah, my net connection crapped out the other day, and then I couldn't reconnect to Xbox Live. So when I went to try to find the achievement list to see if I got anything. It wasn't there. That's weird. I have no idea. Yeah, and then I went to play another game and I went it actually had an option to say, "Yeah, check your achievement list." Anytime I pressed it, it just kicked me back to the game. It wouldn't even load it up. Oh, I, weird. I, yeah, I tried playing was it Hashtag #IDARB? I drew a red box. IDARB. Yeah, IDARB. Mm. Yeah. And I tried playing IDARB and like all I could do was the single player. It wouldn't let me online for some reason. But IDARB is really fun, I, I too. So. I've heard cool things about IDARB, yeah. People playing and sending stuff to your game and whatnot. Yeah, like, one of these days I'm actually going to stream that once I get there. That's, it seems like a good, like, streaming game, yeah. Yeah, because the idea is, like, you, there's a specific hashtag for each game you're playing, and yep. then people can just send in, like, certain commands that will mess up the game, like, get rid of platforms or, like, turn off the lights and stuff like that. Cool. Cool, cool. Uh, what else do you play? All right, I worked through some handheld stuff here. I think everything else except for the last game is handheld. Finished up Dragon Ball Z: Attack of the Saiyans. Great. Yeah, the final <laughs> the, like there's a secret boss. It's Brawly. Uh, I beat him before I beat the final boss, which made the final boss an absolute joke. Nice. Okay. It was fun. Who's the final boss? Vegeta. Oh. It's just mm. it's just the end of the Saiyan arc. Oh, and then okay, and then sure. they tease like, yeah, we're gonna do like the Frieza arc next because they show like Frieza a couple times in like silhouettes, and then, right. then they never made a sequel. So it was so fun. You liked it. It was fun. I liked it. Cool. Played some Mario vs. Donkey Kong Tipping Stars. What are you playing it on? 3ds. But you have the Wii. It's the one where you get both of them, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I have the Wii one. Haven't installed it to the Wii Wii U yet. Um, I like it because I like the the mini games. Mario vs. Mini has always been a or Mario vs. Donkey Kong the mini games has always been really interesting. But um, I don't know. Uh, I can't remember if it's just like one of the older ones. I feel like it's just like one of the DS ones with some like newer coat of paint and the ability to okay. like make levels and play them online. All the levels I've seen online have either been like making certain stages with other characters or like making fun of other games. Like one stage was just called Flappy Bird. Okay. All right. 
where they had it set up that they had all these pipes that you had to guide the mini through, but all he had to do was put a spring down and make sure he kept moving. Sure. And then there were a bunch of stages designed specifically just to farm uh, stars that you could tip other players. This seems pretty par for the course. Yeah, it's par for the course for any, like, create a stage game. Is this the first one where you could create a stage? I don't know. I don't think yeah. so. I'm not. I haven't played like hardly any of these, so I, I really wouldn't know. I think it's the first one that you can make it online for sure. Like that, you can download stages. Actually, no. Right? Maybe you're right. Maybe this is the first one you can make a stage. Make a map for. It. Maybe I, right. I have no. I have no idea. It's fun either way. If you like, like automated platforming and like putting down like little puzzly type game, it's really fun. Cool. How much is it? Oh, fuck! It was like twelve bucks, fifteen. Okay. It was a little more expensive get... than I thought it would be, but then I remembered you got the Wii U one for free. So. Does it does it have like cross save support? Not that I've seen. That sucks. I know. That just guarantees I'll never play both. I'll just play only one of them. Yeah, I don't think there's any cross save with that. I think only Sony's doing that right now. Twenty bucks. Twenty two bucks Yikes. in Canadian. Twenty bucks US. Yeah. Oh, that's more expensive than I remember it being. But that does sound right. Alright, I also tried out uh, Ironfall Invasion. Which I don't know what this is. This yeah. is basically a Gears of War shooter. Oh, okay, yes. I actually want to know about this. Is it any good? <laughs> um, like here's the problem. So, I have not switched over to the new 3DS yet. I'm still using the original model. Yeah. So, as a result, to uh, move around your aiming cursor, you have to move the, the stylus around the touchscreen. Mm-hmm. And like the old Metroid game and stuff. Yeah, and if you're playing a third-person shooter, like Gears of War style, it's not <laughs> the best. <laughs> mm-hmm. I get the feeling that if I played it on the new 3DS with the with the nub, it would probably be a lot better. Why aren't you playing okay. with the new one? Because I just haven't sat down and transferred everything over yet. Mm. Okay. That's pretty much I it. actually didn't pick up the new one. I haven't yet either. I got the Majora's Mask one. Oh, yeah, nice. I, at the last minute, I was just like, "There's, I don't even, I don't need this. Like, as soon as there's a game I want to play that requires it, yeah, I'll go grab one. But for right now, it's like... What about Ironfall Invasion? You could play it the way it's meant to be played. I mean, there's a few games where you can use the extra stick, <laughs> but I don't need it. I don't need that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Can I can I say something about that game right now, Ironfall? Mm-hmm. Um, I, would, I would hope so. I thought... <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, John. Welcome back. (laughs) So, I went to the store, and it said it was free. So, like, zero dollars, zero cents. So, I'm like, all right, sweet. I guess I didn't realize they were doing that. I'll download it. So, you download it, and it ends up, and it doesn't say this at all. It's a demo. Mm. Even, like, on the main menu, it doesn't say that it's a demo. It tells you when you load it up, like, hey, you have to buy the campaign, or you can buy the multiplayer, or you can buy them both together. Wow. Yeah. That's kind of interesting that they split it up. I hadn't heard about anything doing that besides Call of Duty. Well, apparently Ironfall Invasion's doing it. Yeah. Uh, But I don't know what the prices are, because I I literally only saw the $0.00 one in the main store. Hmm. So I have no idea. But, I mean, I feel like if the, the new 3DS version of it might be actually kind of fun and playable. Otherwise, it was a little awkward using the stylus controls. The same reason I don't like Metroid Prime Hunters. 
Yeah, sure. But, but Hunters was a lot more fluid than this felt, and that's probably because this is a uh, third-person cover-based shooter. But to do, like take cover, you have to use the stylus to press buttons on the corners of the touchscreen. Oh, gross. <laughs> There's a, yeah, and then it has active reloading, but you also have to press a button on the touchscreen, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. There's uh, different control schemes, but that was just the basic one I picked. There was also a um, support for the control or the Circle Pad Pro, believe it or not. I would assume. I would assume so. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure with that it would probably also be good too. Do you not? Do you not have that? I don't know where mine is. Okay. Mm. Okay. I would assume you would have had it. Yeah. It's probably just in the knickknack cupboard. So yeah, I don't know. Uh, if you have a new 3DS, download the demo. It lets you do the first campaign stage for free. I think it also lets you just do some multiplayer for free. You can test it out, see if you like it. If you like Gears of War, seems like it might be okay. The voice acting's pretty bad, though. It's very fo- very phoned in. That I think almost might have convinced me to get it based to see how bad it gets. Okay. I was debating hmm. it. And while I was on the trip, and still, I've been playing a lot of Pokemon Shuffle. I'm playing Pokemon Shuffle right now. Nice. <laughs> I just started it last night. Okay. It's kind of dumb. Uh-huh. But I keep playing it. I, I know, know. it's it's actually kind of fun. It's so nice yeah. Go go ahead with some Pokemon Shuffle. Yeah. It's nice to sit down and just relax. It's just a match three game, but it's also uh, Nintendo's like pay to win kind of game, like Candy Crush. Cool. I have gotten near the end of the game, and I have not had to spend any money. Yeah, I'm actually kind of surprised because it the whole thing is like you have you you spend hearts to play the game. And you get like five when you start. And then every, it's like 30 minutes, you'll get another heart. Yeah. Or you can buy hearts. Yep. But if you get, like, a, if you get jewels, which are like the better currency, like it's, mm-hmm. it, there's so much of this free-to-play garbage in there. Yeah. If you get jewels, you can buy hearts with them. But they keep giving me jewels at an okay enough rate that I have yet to hit a point where it's like, well, I actually can't play this game anymore without paying for something so far basically i have i'm at i gotta see what mission i'm even at at this point i'm pretty far i just beat which one 31 i think i just beat 31 i'm at 130 i think and that's not counting like the ex missions you get if you keep getting s ranks right uh i don't know i really enjoy it it's fun i found like they slow down giving you gems but they give it to you enough that you don't ever really run out, I guess. Basically, I didn't even start using gems for hearts. I've been using them for, like, money, the polka dollars, so you can buy, like, the perks for certain missions, which you need if you want to S-rank. Or in some cases, even fucking beat the missions. Some of them are hard. Like, especially, like, the super Pokemon. Yeah. Like the, yeah those are real hard. There's a, sp- um, there's a specific one or two that you hit that is just, like, how are you supposed to do this without any abilities? I would assume so, yeah. I haven't got to any of that point. Like, I never buy the abilities. Yeah. Sometimes I'll buy, like, the experience up, because why not? Yeah, um, that that helps a lot. I'm going to just tell you right now. Because uh, I got to a point where I actually had to turn around, fight older Pokemon to get experience for my guys to try to get past a certain chapter. I think the minute I have to turn around, I'm just done. Oh, shit. Comet says there are 20 special stages. You need to S-rank all normal stages for the last one. Don't bother. Yikes. Are you are you S ranking all the stages, John? Uh, I've got the majority of them S ranked. 
but like, but like you're replaying levels over and over until you get like an S rank. Uh, I mean, I only have to play them like once, basically. After a good okay. a good chunk of them, I S ranked without any problems. A couple, I just came back after I had stronger Pokemon; they were not a problem. Yeah, I so... kind of, I kind of just like there's enough like like ancillary sections to the game that it makes it a little more interesting than just a match three. Like hmm. you're you're capturing Pokemon, leveling them up. It you know it doesn't seem like it does that much. Yeah, but then. You can specifically bring certain Pokemon that will do more damage. And then the Mega Evolution stuff is also kind of nifty, too. Because you can get some cool combos. Yeah. Um, um, have you ever beaten a level with one move? Yes. I actually, I, I forget if it was me or Reese. It could have been both of us. Uh, we've beaten a mission without actually putting in a move. Amazing. How do you there, do there, is, there is one specific character who will, if you're lucky... We'll make a combination, like, because they're one of those Pokemon that, like, replaces some of your pieces with one of their own. Okay. Sometimes they'll accidentally make a combo, and then everything wow. else will just fall into place and then just kill them. Okay, that's better than mine, because, like, I thought I was pretty cool that I got, like, a 14 combo and beat the Pokemon in one move. Nice. But no moves, that's that's better. Yeah. Um, do- last night, or the night before, Reese also got a 71 combo. Wow, I think the highest I've gotten is like eighteen. Yeah, uh, thirty is like my highest. Right. Yeah. So looking at my shuffle game right now, I've got nineteen of the twenty uh, EX stages unlocked, and I'm at stage one hundred and thirty-five, which is Mega Gengar. Um, have you beaten any of the EX stages? Yes. Uh, let me see here. Because I went, like, that was actually kind of an interesting. Thing interesting things i went to the first one which i can't even remember which pokemon it is um but it was like i had like a minute and i got nowhere near beating it and it was like hey you should bring a togepi that would really help you and i didn't have togepi um i guess i could have gone back but i don't really i don't care enough about this game to replay anything but i just kind of like that aspect of there's actually like you know you can actually make these combinations outside of the game that will help you inside of the game yeah and i think that's one of the cooler things about it uh, let's see here. I've beat Absol. What is this guy's name? Rotom and Lucario, and I've caught them. Uh, I beat Articuno and Zapdos. Didn't catch them. I beat Venusaur. Caught them. I beat Blastoise and Charizard. Didn't catch them. I beat Dragonite and caught him. I beat Entai, but didn't catch him. Uh, oh yeah, you know like the rare dogs from like the second from Gold Silver, like Entai yeah. and those. You get 15 seconds to get to wow. beat those. Wow, okay. Yeah, it's kind of a bitch. I don't know, and right now I'm like I haven't tried lately cuz I'm leveling up, but I have to fight Mega Gengar and he blocks the hell out of most of the stage, which really sucks. It's the it's the Mega Pokémon that like will destroy you like uh Mawile, Mega Mawile, which is stage Give you this in advance. Ninety, I think. Yeah, uh, yeah. That I'm nowhere was, near that... getting destroyed. I think I've lost a mi- besides like a super level. Mm. I think I've lost a mission once. Yeah, if you get to mission ninety, if you play that far, that's probably where you will find you'll be like, why is this so hard? I I needed to use an, a large number of power ups to even get past it. And then there's a couple others later on that do the same. Yeah, anyway, uh, for people who don't know, yeah, it's totally free to play game on the 3DS. 
uh, it just kind of showed up on my screen. My 3DS was just like, hey, you should download this. I already knew about it, mm. but it just like popped up there. Came out a few weeks ago. I just I had been busy, so I didn't pick it. I didn't get into it at all. I should stop playing this. I don't know. It's fun. I like it. I def- It's my go-to because you play a couple rounds and then you just go play something else. Right, right. And then by then, by you're done playing that. Yeah, by the time you're done playing the other game, you've got more hearts. So. Yeah, exactly. That's that's kind of the one thing I'm okay with is because normally I'd be kind of put off by the free to play, but I haven't run into any walls yet. It's just kind of annoying to go through each time though. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, and the last game I played this week is Star Tropics for the NES. Nice. Oh man, good times with that. Fuck that game. Yeah. Having yeah. a hard time? Yeah, holy shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so I, I I played it like as a teenager, emulated it, and never actually played a proper cart. Uh, Reese and I, whenever Reese is up, usually we sit down and we pick a, like an NES game and we play through it. Mm-hmm. So this time I wanted to play through Star Tropics because I saw Game Grumps playing through it. I'm like, oh, that seems like it'd be fun to play through. Fuck that game! <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. So your movement, it plays a lot like Zelda 1 in a way, but your movement is grid-based. So mm-hmm. if you tap to the to the right, you'll move one grid space no matter what. But no one else you fight does that. Everyone else moves freely in four directions. So sometimes you will find yourself accidentally walking into enemies because you'll have like you'll turn around so you can attack them. But as a result, mm-hmm. your character will start moving while you're attacking, and you'll just walk into enemies. Uh, another reason is like because it's control, it's grid based. You'll try to like take a turn, like so you'll run right and then try to run down, but you'll still be running right, and then you'll get stuck. Or it'll be like you'll slightly tank control where you're facing right, then you're facing down, then you start moving, but you can still be hit because you haven't moved out of that grid. So I've died a bunch because of that. Then there's a bunch of rooms in the game that are specifically designed just to kill you if you didn't know they were there. Like, you literally walk into a room and then you immediately die. And then there's just a bunch of bullshit in the game. And I'm only, like, I'm not even that far in the game. I'm in chapter 3 or 4. I'm in, like, a ghost dungeon. So Hmm. I need this... So in this, it's a maze. And the problem is, it'll if you take the wrong turn, it'll put you in there's a room. There's a ghost inside of all of us. No, there's not. He's lying. Haunted by my own ghost. <laughs> That's there's so deep. Inside of me. That's quite deep. <laughs> it really is. Yeah, there's a, there's a skeleton inside of all of us. I'm haunted by my own ghost. It's like some My Chemical Romance lyrics. No, right it's there. terrifying. Think about it. As John takes a sip, even though he's the one talking about the games right I, I now. Had a, I had a chance. I had a feeling I wasn't <laughs> going to need to say anything for a couple seconds. That's fair. Drink. Fair. So in the maze, um, if you take the wrong turn, it'll put you in a room where you get health. But it's also a room that they lock the door behind you. And as a result, the only way out is to take a staircase that kicks you out of the dungeon and forces you to start all over. And that happens about five times in that one maze. So you have to keep running through it over and over again. And every time you die, your health meter, no matter how many hearts you have, is always reset to three. Is this game fun? Not anymore. Okay. (laughs) How long did you play it? You seem to be complaining about this game. What? 
we we played it for like an hour and a half before the podcast, and we're already both like, all right, I'm good with not playing this anymore. Cool. NES games. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's NES hard, then there's NES, what the fuck were they thinking? Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Because people, I, I I know people who like Star Tropics, and I was like, oh, okay, it looks good. And what I remember playing as a kid, it looked good. But the more I've played it, the more it seems like this is just bad game design. Why did they do this? Just to make it hard so people would have to work th- for it, harder through it? I haven't I even know, gotten to the point. It used to be an arcade game? No. Oh, it, it's know. like a Zelda-type adventure game. I haven't even gotten to the point where you need to dunk like the, the real piece of paper into water to find the code. Paul, do you remember that about this game? No, nah, no, nah, dog. I played like 20 minutes of that shit and then put it away. Good, good. There you go. <laughs> so there's a certain point in the game where they tell you you need to find your, your uncle's note mm-hmm. and dip it in water. So what that means is, if you bought the game, the uh, the game actually came with a note from your uncle, mm-hmm. and if you put this real piece of paper, this note that came with the game, in this water, awesome. it would actually show you a secret code that you needed to progress through the game. That's great. That's awesome. It's That's pretty cool, good. But most people <laughs> played that game by just renting it, which didn't give you the code. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. most people didn't know how to beat like the second half of the game. That's the problem with our digital future, man. No. That's actually yeah, the, we... that's actually the thing that's keeping that game alive now. Really? No, I'm saying like the problem with the digital future is you won't be able to do stuff like that. Oh. Hmm. I guess, but it also makes sure you're not fucking stuck. <laughs> right. Or... It, although in the like the 2015 version of this would be like it'll send you a text message. Yeah. From your uncle. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, actually, I could see that being done. I mean, That'd be cool. Metal Gear More Solid, games need to text me. Metal Gear Solid put, like, a code on the back of the box. Yeah. Oh, yeah? Yeah. That was weird. I mean, Colonel Campbell is saying, like, basically look at the back of the box of the game. Yeah. <laughs> In game, that's, you're just like, oh. Like, that's it's, on like, the back, uh, it's, like, it's on the back of the CD case. Yeah. That's like PT, how one of the items you're looking for is in the pause menu. No. What, do you mean, no? what? What? What are you talking about? No. That's exactly what it's like. Okay, maybe it is. Yeah. It's ex- any anything else about Star Tropics? No, I'm good. I've okay. complained enough. I, well, Paul, I'll, I'll probably play it again just as a to piss myself off, but I don't see myself beating that game. It's fair. Yeah. Paul, did you did you play anything? I mean, I played one thing I guess I can talk about. It's not very good, and people probably shouldn't pay for it. It's an early access title called Bloodlust Vampire Shadow Hunter. That's the title. That's the title. (laughs) Short. Amazing name. It's shortened so bad. It's shortened to Bloodlust Shadow Hunter on Steam. It's selling for about I think fifteen. Hold on. I have Steam up. What's the full name of the game again? Bloodlust Vampire Shadow Hunter. Basically, it's like Bloodlust colon. Vampire Shadow Hunter. Anyways. Vampire Shadow Hunter. <laughs> so you know Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines? That's another dumb name. But no. Oh, okay. So for people out there that do and love that, you should just play that again. Because that's this is trying to be that, but this is made by an indie studio that's terrible. And they failed. So it's probably not fair to say they're terrible. Why don't you tell them how you really feel? 
Yeah, it's probably not fair to say they're terrible because the studio is named after one dude, so it's probably one dude doing everything. The mo- the thing that's kind of cool about it is how you ambitious just made that entire studio cry. <laughs> the one dude. He's in yeah. chat right now. Sorry, William something, I think is his name. Um, it's kind of super ambitious for like probably one or two dudes maybe making a game. It's basically taking on something like Kingdoms of Amalur. Like there's going to be like a feed meter, like you're a vampire. So you have to feed every now and then and you have different powers and you have different stuff like that. It's almost plays like a single player MMO. And. Okay. I don't know, man. Like, I know this is, like, some pre-alpha really, really early stuff here, but they, it seems like they're trying to fit a lot in here, and I don't know if they can manage that. Like, what they should do is probably streamline it if they're actually going to keep going with it, focus on making just the base design good, and then building up from there if they want to. Because right now, basically what it is, is the way the game starts is it says, do you want to do the tutorial? This is strongly recommended because... First time players will probably get frustrated, like, with how to play this game. Like, we, it's essentially saying. Not everyone is a vampire shadowhunter. No, it's essentially saying on the very first screen, we have to tell you how to play our game. So please let us do that, which is kind of a terrible thing for game design in general, because as somebody who has played a video game before, I should be able to pick something up and, like, find my way through it. Maybe not know all the intricacies of it, but I should be able to operate it so that's half and half depending on how complex they want to make the game though well this is the thing is that one of the things to even progress in the game is that one of the spells you have is like this vampire eye orb think of it kind of like in perfect dark you know that eye that would you would use to get into like Like certain places to take a picture yeah it's kind of like that only it works in full 3d like you can go up down left right whichever way you want in the levels but you need to use that a lot to get through cracks to open doors for, like, secret tunnelways and stuff like that. So you are essentially, like, your character is one half of this, and the other half seems to be, like, throwing your soul into this floating orb that you need to look around for different stuff with. I don't know, it's really kind of weird, and I get it for, like, maybe finding secrets and stuff like that. It's kind of like Metroid. It's kind of a cutesy thing. Yeah, but you're... By the sounds of it. Like, the first thing you have to do that it explains to you is that to open up this certain door, you have to stand on a pressure plate and then use the eye thing to hit a switch because the pressure plate opens up this wall and then you hit the switch to keep that wall open so you can progress. Do you play as a vampire? You play either as, like, a half-breed, which is basically like a blade. Like, you can stand some sun and light and you don't have to feed as often, but you're not as powerful. And, like, a full vampire, you have to feed often... Light hurts you, garlic hurts you, all that sort of stuff. Okay. Yeah. But, um, I don't know, man. If they can pull it off, like, more power to them. I hope they do something with it, because I really do like Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines, or Vampire Bloodlines. It's quite good. Um, we need more vampire games like that, like, that aren't, that are just kind of fun little thing i like the feeding mechanics and stuff sucking blood from people to stay alive and like get powerful and stuff like that so it'd be cool if they could implement everything i think they want to promise but for an indie studio i don't know they're taking on stuff that AAA studios haven't gotten right before <laughs> with some of the stuff they're biting off so i don't know it also 
little nitpicks. Uh, the writing's not very good. It's also an alpha, so I'm sure that's just like writing that they put in to help people along. This is very, very early stuff here. And the voice acting could be a little bit better, but they kind of seem to have gotten like YouTube people. Like, not big YouTube people, like just people that I know one of the people. <laughs> that... Is it John? It's John, not... are you, you in Bloodlust not... Vampire Shadowhunter? Sadly, it is not me. Okay. I God, I wish it was. <laughs> if nothing else, just for more personal enjoyment. But um, I can't recommend it. It's like fifteen bucks, I think. And oh boy, I hope they do something with it. It could be worth fifteen bucks, maybe down the line. But right now, it's kind of a hot mess. That's all I have to say about it. I didn't really want to bring it up because I don't like being overly negative against one, like an indie guy trying to do something. It's just. If you see it, don't buy it yet. Sean, what have you been playing? I can talk about what I've been playing. Uh, (laughs) Let's do a quick, uh, let's do a quick check-in on where I am in desert golfing. I'm on hole 526. Wow. Nice. Yeah. You were 200 and something last time. Yeah, I've almost doubled it. Or I have doubled it. Is it just Um, infinite? Does it just not end? Correct. Okay. Yeah, it never ends. Um... I'm halfway to getting on the leaderboards, so uh, once I get to hole 1,000, I'll get to see how I co- how I compare against other people. That'll be exciting. Um, games that I've you know actually used my brain for uh, Kirby and the Rainbow Curse. Still playing that. Nice. How are you enjoying okay. it? Okay. Not enjoying it. Oh <laughs> fuck! Of course not. Why? Why, Sean? Why? <laughs> Tell me more. So we talked a bit about it last time. I don't like controlling that game at all. Okay. I I never feel like I can control Kirby properly. Mm. Um, and now since I'm getting near the end of the game, <clears throat> there's just a lot of things in this area that are like, hey, if you touch this, it's just one hit kill. So it's not exactly hard. It's just annoying now. Okay. Um, I will say uh, there's some cool level designs. Like there's this... Uh, what was I going to say? There's this uh, one. There's a few stages where you're on like a gondola and you're kind of drawing where the gondola needs to go. Like they do some interesting stuff with the concept, but just controlling some of the modes that Kirby turns into and just Kirby himself is just not fun. Mm. I just it's it's there's the music's great. I told you last time that the collectibles are really good. I just don't like playing this game. I that's yeah. I mean, so, that's kind of an important part of the game, so... Yeah, and it's pretty short. Like, I think there's seven worlds, four stages per world, one of which is a boss fight, and that's all of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's only... It's a budget game, though. I think it was, like, 40 bucks. So I guess that's yeah, fine. Yeah, it was 40 bucks. Yeah, so... Anyway, I'm looking forward to finishing that and not playing any more of it. Um, I already talked about Pokemon Shuffle. I've been playing Codename Steam... For a bit, mm-hmm. and I'm curious about this because you, yeah, your little talk uh, before the podcast did not give me much hope. Yeah, so I've only played uh, a few of the entry missions so far, and I don't, I don't like it. Um, it's a tactics game, mm-hmm. you know, grid based, but you, there, you can't. There's no like, I'm a huge Fire Emblem fan, and I guess I'm holding it up against that because Fire Emblem mm-hmm. is a fantastic tactics game. So when someone makes a new one, it's like, okay, well, you better be hitting a lot of, like, the basic points of a tactics yeah. game, or you're just, it's you're just, like, I'll just go play that. 
So there's no top-down perspective, except this podcast. It's pretty well, good. Applause. Anyway, yeah, uh, there's no bird's eye view, which I guess that just makes planning the moves hard, which maybe that's the point. You know, you got to be kind of slow moving because what could be around the corner? Maybe there's an alien there and maybe that's part of it. Um, but then why have the tactic system anyway? I feel like the tactic system is entirely about like grid based planning out very specific moves because you know exactly how far other enemies can move and exactly how things work. And it's all about like strategy and it almost becomes like a math equation at that point. Um, but you can't do that because you can't see much of the stage. You can only really see like an over the shoulder view of any of your players and you can zoom back a little bit, but, and zoom around, but it's like, if you can't see around that corner, you're not going to be able to see around that corner, which gets even more annoying where every time you finish your turn, it says like alien movement and it's the enemy's turn. And you have to just watch this like progress bar go across as all the aliens are making a move. Which, if you're in a spot where you can't even see the aliens, you're literally going to be staring at a wall as this progress bar goes across, and you can't skip it. So there's been times where I've waited for like a good 30 seconds, not being able to see anything going on. I'm t- I'm being told there's something going on somewhere in the stage. I don't know what. And I can't skip it. I can't just skip back to my next turn, which is insane. Um, uh, what else? What else? Uh, I guess it has a bit of a cool style. It's kind of motion comic uh, in um, in the cutscenes, and uh, the voice acting seems fine. Everything's voiced. Um, but again, I just like I, as someone who's played such a tight tactics games that are like. Final Fantasy Tactics and Fire Emblem. This just seems lacking and annoying. Uh, I'm not that far yet, so I definitely have to play a lot more of it. But so far, like, off to a bad start. Uh, the controls, they're almost all, like, you you move around with the analog stick. And then you can either use the stylus or the face buttons for the camera controls. And then all the buttons are, like, on the touchscreen. Um... So it kind of ends up me being, you can, if you have, you know, it it does have circle pad support. So like, you know, John's game. Mm -hmm. And if you have the new 3DS, you can use the other analog stick, obviously. Um, But it just kind of ends up me having really crappy camera controls for an already limited camera. And then just like thumbing the touchscreen when I need to like end my turn or, you know, whatever else. Um so yeah, I you know I haven't played enough of it to really talk about it uh, too lengthy. I'll, I'm sure I'll talk about it a lot more next week. I looked up um, I looked up how I was doing on uh, Metacritic right now. Sixteen re- or eighteen reviews. It's at seventy five right now. Mm. Highest is from the Toronto Sun of all places. Uh, <laughs> okay. Ninety points, and the lowest wow. is from Gamespot, forty. Yeah. So I, I who knows really where I'm gonna fall at the moment, but I'm not enjoying it too much. Um, mm. But hey, let's talk about a really good game, Ori and the Blind Forest. Okay, I, is this when did this come out, or is it on its way out now? It's it's out already. It came out this week, okay. so I, I guess Tuesday. Mm. Um, this game is fantastic. Uh, I'm enjoying it immensely. It's a Metroidvania game. Um, if people remember, it was first announced last E3. Um, 
at the Microsoft press conference. It looks gorgeous. The art style. I was trying to think what it looks like. It's, it's you know, it's, it's. Did you guys play a boy in his blob on the Wii? Mm-hmm. Mm, it's bit. kind of like that, but more detailed. Yeah, I could see that here. Like, Ooh. yeah, it looks really nice. It's like paintings um, or something. It's really cool yeah, looking. Yeah, you know, painterly effect. Um, it, yeah. So Metroidvania style game. You uh play this little, I don't know, fox fairy kind of creature thing, which makes me think of Dust and Elysian Tale, since that's also a Metroid style game with a fox like character that you play as. But yeah, you can climb up walls. It has great, like, it has the Meat Boy style of you can continuously climb walls forever. You're going back to old areas, finding tons of new stuff. Um, there's skill. There's a skill tree to upgrade how, like, your health does, or how your ability, how strong you are, or how your tracking ability works. Which that's the one I've been putting most of my skill points in is just being able to see more of the collectibles around the stage. Um, but yeah, I put about an hour into it so far, and I definitely plan to sit down with it for a while because that game just looks so nice. And I guess I'm just really in the mood for like a Metroidvania style game, something kind of fast paced. Mm-hmm. Um, with and again, the controls are just like really tight. Like it feels really good. So it's out on Xbox One as well as Steam now. Yeah, um, I'm buying this tomorrow. Okay, so it's I would a digital hi- game. It's yes. digital. Yeah, I would highly recommend if you can get a. I don't know if there's a demo somewhere or. I guess if you know if Paul's picking it up, John, play Paul's copy to t- see it. But I, I might pick it up for Xbox. It's yeah, it's I really like it, and like Paul, I think you played Dust and Legion Tale, right? Yeah, yeah. So you'll be way into this for it, sure. It kind of looks like that, but like less cartoony. If that, yeah, if you yeah, know I what I mean. When, when yeah. I first saw Ori at E3, I thought it was made by the same guys as Dust, and Sean corrects me, it's not. No, this is by Moon Studios, which I don't think they've done anything else. I think it's their first game. Um, but yeah, the only kind of, you are right. Cause they are both cartoony like, but like boy is blob. It's more, and like dust is like more simplified or is doing some really cool stuff with lighting and just more, uh, more detail with their art style. But again, you know, somewhat cartoony and painterly. Um, but yeah, uh, I I would highly recommend people taking a look at that, especially if you you know if you like Metroidvania style games. It looks so nice. It looks so, so good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It and the presentation is just is really strong. Um, the way they're presenting the story, so it's a uh, it's definitely a game to keep your eye on. Um, and I guess uh, with that, uh, let's move on to the news. Uh, yeah, let's do it. The little news we have. Yeah. Yeah. Well, last week was the news week. Yeah, it was. Because of GDC and, uh, and PAX. <laughs> All the exciting things happened while I was gone. Yeah. Well, hey, you were off not playing games at a game convention. Exactly. Um, Sean gets it. Yeah. I get, no, I don't. Think <laughs> um, all right, uh, new PlayStation Four firmware is going to be coming soon. I, here's something I didn't know: they name their firmwares. Did you guys know that? I didn't. No. Apparently, the PlayStation describe. the the firmware updates have names. This one is Yukimura. Okay. So with the Yukimura update, uh, the big thing is that we're getting the suspend feature, which. Um, 
If you have an Xbox One, you're probably familiar it familiar with it. It'll uh, pause your game kind of exactly where you are when you turned it off, mm. and you can start r- right back, which I love. That's great for uh, when I'm playing on the Xbox One kind of often. Um, so I guess that's good that, it, that that's coming. I'm just trying to see if anything else is actually like worth bringing up. Um, no, who cares about the rest of it? That suspend feature I'm looking forward to though. Yeah. Um, speaking of PlayStation though, Uncharted Four got delayed to next year. Yes. Damn it. Spring of next year. So I was seeing like, let me look up a different article. It was like with Uncharted Four not there, what does Sony have? coming out this year which if you think about it they had like nothing last year um yeah last year was infamous and that was it no they had drive club as well oh yeah but has mm. anyone even really talked about drive club since it came out i didn't hear anything good about drive club well, i mean besides that thing <laughs> um, okay here we go let's see what is coming out for playstation I'm trying to find first party stuff, not um or at least not not exactly first party, I'm trying to find uh exclusive. Mm-hmm. So Bloodborne mm-hmm. is this month. Is Final Fantasy Type Zero H D an exclusive? Mm, I don't nope. think so. No, it is not. Is Final Fantasy fourteen Heavens Heaven's Ward PC. An exclusive? Yep, PC. <sighs> I think there is not. Depending on, I guess, right now they don't have anything, but I guess E3 will change that, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Hopefully E3, yeah. They've got to have some stuff at E3. Like, of course they will. But at the moment, they have Bloodborne coming out this month. So... I don't know. There you go. But anyway, um, I wasn't like, you know, I'll play Uncharted 4. I wasn't like, you know, champing at the bit for it. I'll play it when it comes out. I'd rather it be great. So not really bummed out. Um, and then there's a bit of Hearthstone news. This came out of uh, oh, yeah. East. Uh, I'm glad Paul's excited for it. I am. Uh, new uh, adventure mode called Black Rock Mountain. Mm-hmm. So new cards. It's another five episode thing. 25 bucks for, sorry, five episodes, five wings. 25 bucks for all of them or 700 gold in game, which is about six, seven dollars American, I guess. Um, and they also apparently showed off the iPhone version of Hearthstone. Oh, I didn't panel. see that. I saw some, I saw some, uh, pictures of that, which, that's going to be brutal when I get that, because I'm going to play a hell of a lot of that, like nice. on the train and stuff. Nice. Uh, so, uh, Paul, are you going to get them all again like you did last time? Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Cool. I look forward to. I'll pr- I'll play the first one again and not have enough coins to buy the next ones, and then not care enough to actually purchase the other ones. Cool. That's my plan. Nice. Our uh, last one I didn't put in the dock, um, but. Uh, that next episode for Tales from the Borderlands mm. comes out in about a week. There's a release date. I'm just trying to find the exact date of it. Oh, it just says coming soon. I'm pretty sure there was. it was like the 18th or something like that. 
That would be the date. Yeah, somewhere next week. Um, which, if you're counting, I think that's four months since episode one came out. Which is crazy. Really? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Well, keep in mind, they put out they put out episode one of that. Game of Thrones. Then they put out two Game of Thrones episodes, and now this one. Hmm. So. Wow. Yeah. I, I have a feeling just once when they had episodes one for both of those out, there was just such a stronger push with Game of Thrones from like fans, like so much more well received. They were like, maybe we should focus on that one a bit more. But who knows? Um, that's the short bit of news. Cool. Let's go on to let's go on to all these questions. Cool. If you wanted to write in, you can do so at topdownperspective at gmail dot com. Twitter at TDP Podcast or Facebook Top Down Perspective. We try to keep an eye on that Facebook a little bit more. Maybe not really, but I mean, if you post something there, I will see it because I get notifications from Facebook on my phone. I just don't post there myself. I I get notifications as well. Yeah, so I'll see it. Yeah, exactly. Okay, I'll start us off here with the, some Twitter questions. Brandon. If if y'all were an MK, what would be one of your fatalities? John, what would your fatality be? Mortal Kombat, fight to the death. Hmm. Finish him. Is, anytime anyone brings up Mortal Kombat fatalities, I just think of all the joke ones Johnny Cage had. <laughs> okay. Like, there was one where he would, like, do a karate chop that splits you in half, like, all the way down to your waist. Or at least in the head. Was it the waist or was it just the head? I think it was just the head. Then he would reach behind him and pull out like an Oscar, and then he would mm-hmm. say, "And the award goes to," and just slams it down to the stump, and then that's it. He just posed yeah. like, "I did good." <laughs> so I, I would probably have something stupid like that, or like when he signs to like to my biggest fan or whatever Cage. And yeah, you would just be like signing a picture of Pokey, move faster, and just like <laughs> slap it on them, and they would explode. Exactly. <laughs> Didn't did, he didn't move fast enough? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Sean, what would yours be? I I have no idea. I can't, I can't think of anything. Do you mm. have a, Do you have an idea for you? I think I would like bite your arm, and then you would think, "Oh, this is nothing. It's just a bite," and wouldn't get it checked out. But over the time. <laughs> it would get bacteria in there. You'd and it play would just... the, the slow game? <laughs> the slow game, yeah, and exactly. Like, hey, you just bite Five years from just... now, you just die. <laughs> you just bite his arm, walk away, and then like it just starts showing clips of like him, that person leading their normal life. Like, sitting down for breakfast one day, and then just like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, as the clips go on, you just start seeing, like, it, there's like a rash there that's kind of spreading. And yeah. It so gets redder and blacker. Should, he's like asking his wife, do you think I should get this checked out? And she's like, nah, you're probably fine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just love this idea that a year later, that a bite from that dude that one time is still there. I'm still not going to get it checked out. Yeah. Do you know how expensive a doctor is? <laughs> yeah, sheesh, healthcare, man. Yeah. Okay, um... Next question. Have any of you guys tried the Hat in Time beta? No. If so, what were your thoughts? If not, have you seen anything regarding it? I would love to. I haven't yet. I don't know what this is. What is this? Hat in Time is basically a 3D platformer, kind of like Mario 64, Banjo-Kazooie, all those games. The N64 era. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's that's pretty much it. Like it's on PC, and it, it's what I've seen online, at least of the alpha, looked good. And I've heard the beta's good too, but I haven't actually sat down and watched anything or played it. All okay. right. Marshmallow writes in favorite two characters who are implied to have a romantic relationship, and favorite characters who flat out do. Implied to have a romantic relationship. Johnny Cage and Sonya Blade. <laughs> yeah, that's a really good one. Johnny Cage is just stuck in my head because of you, so that's going to be a long night now. Sorry. That's fine. I, I love them. I was going to watch the Mortal Kombat movie. I could. I could watch both of them back to back. You don't watch the second one. Just watch the first one. The fir- the second one's great for its own stupidity. Oh, it's so, it's so far up its own ass with trying to like be like the game. It's so bad. It's so bad. Uh what about flat out do? Romantic relationships in video games. <sighs> Why is this so much harder than I? Yeah, think I, it like probably... nothing is coming. Commander Shepard and everyone. Sure. <laughs> uh, yeah. The president, the president from Saints Row, and everything. <laughs> Except for that one dude. Sure. Oh uh, yeah, what's who is the guy you can't I, do I, it to? The actor um, whose name I cannot remember. Yeah, oh, what's his name? I haven't watched They Live enough recently. Oh, I'm sure the child will tell us. Chat, save us. Alright, what's the next question? Okay, it's from Marshmallow again. What antagonist did you want to kill the most, and which one did you get the most satisfaction of killing? Hmm. I think any ones that goad you as you're going throughout the game, like, hey, just checked in to make sure that you're still alive, or something like that, like... Hmm. that's Where's that from? That sounds like a Borderlands thing. That's a Borderlands thing specifically, but there are, like, little things... Like, uh, I know in Bioshock... By the end, I kind of wanted to kill what's his name, uh, Atlas. Like, right. I'm not gonna even get further because maybe spoilers if you haven't played Bioshock. But... That old game. Yeah, that old game. I feel like there is 100% a correct answer in my head right now, and I'm just trying to remember which game it was, because I remember a game being like, oh yeah, this is going to be so good. Uh, Bioshock is actually a pretty good answer. Bioshock is a decent one. There's one in my head that's recent, though. I liked all the like the Mass Effect endings, going up against those like big monsters were pretty cool. Um... Gears of War had some pretty big... En- Bosses that were pretty cool too. Nothing mm-hmm. really. I guess those aren't you specifically, though. No, I know. Actually, maybe like Gears of War One. Who's the guy? Who's the final boss on? Oh that? shit! I know. You fight him on the train. About. I know who you're talking about. I can't. He's a. And I remember like just hating him because that was just annoying. He was just really annoying to fight. So that was pretty like finally I'm done. And I also didn't like Gears of War One. Ram. So it was like it was Ram. Ram. Yeah, that's right. What a dumb name. Fuck that boss. Yep. Yep, fuck him. Uncharted has some terrible final bosses. 
Um, might even really call those bosses, all things considered. Yeah, because like at the end of it, whenever they all turn into like blue guys, or I think that's kind of why, because it's more like a or they get like, event. or it gets like no, because there's always like a, a battle with like one powerful guy. Maybe uh, not in the third round. I can't remember what the ending of the third. Final Deluxe has a good point. Sax from Metroid Fusion that was really satisfying. That was really good. Also, I just remembered one. Uh, the end of Modern Warfare Three, Call of Duty. That motherfucker that's been causing all this shit this whole time. You just like. You just fucking kill him with your bare hands. It's so good. It's so fucking good. After all this shit that happens in that game. Alright. We got... Moving on? Yeah. Kind of like... Hang on. I kind of like... Like the super final boss in Azura's Wrath when you get the actual ending. When you buy the DLC. Um... Because you're fighting basically like this being out of time that can just do like anything and you're in this weird dimensional arena. And that's pretty good. To do. And because and Asura will just like punch a dude in the face. And that's always pretty satisfying. Um, so yeah. There's another one. It's true. Alright. Next one comes to us from Spartacus. It says, uh, what video game character were you most attached to? As a, either as a kid or as, as an adult. Hmm. I don't think I was attached to any video game character. I really like Nathan Drake for some reason. You really relate to him? Is that strapping guy? I don't know. I think it's just because he's <laughs> all the shit he goes through and he's just like acts like a normal person would in the situations. Okay. Okay. I think I think it's because of that. Like immediately, I was thought of like um, Life is Strange, just because that that game is so well grounded. Um, the the girl in that that came to mind. Um, other characters I was attached to. I'm trying to think like as a kid specifically, but I mean. I remember liking Zelda, like like Link from Zelda a lot in the games a lot, but I don't think I would say I was attached to them. You got anything, Paul? Like, attached to? I really like Solid Snake a lot and Big Boss. You grow an attachment to those guys in those games, oh, mainly because yeah. they're so fucking long. <laughs> Actually, yeah, if we're talking about, like, length, like... Games that I put a huge chunk into, like the Tales of games, mm-hmm. and whenever they and because they're RPGs, when there's like side quests that you just learn more of their backstory, I get pretty attached to those ones. Oh, Super Nerd hit it in the chat. Like you get attached to your Pokemon a little bit. The dog from Fable Two. Oh man, the dog. From Fable <laughs> Don't let Molyneux win. Don't let Molyneux win. Dude, he never wins. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Fable Two was the only time he kind of did. Fable, Fable 2, Two was, was real great. good. It's yeah, really I like, good. I like Fable Two. Um, Alright, Psychotic Gex asks Most of us have known that licensed games are usually bad and do not work much as a game However, with the resurgence of good licensed games the Batman Arkham series are there any other licensed series you would like to see made into a game and which studio would you get to develop it? To be fair, I'd get get Rocksteady to do kind of everything Yeah, I agree 
I'm going to first off say not all licensed games are that bad. Uh, mm-hmm. Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, the game, is the best licensed game. X-Men like, Origins is amazing. Game. X-Men Origins Wolverine is also great yep. by Raven. Yep. I could, I want Raven to make more games. Yeah, that would be great. They don't need to make I'm Call pre- of I'm Duty online. I'm pretty sure online. they've been gutted at this point. I think, I'm pretty sure yeah. they, they're working on Call of Duty online in China. <laughs> could be. That's what Raven Software is doing. Um... Other licenses that are yeah, licensed series I want to see turn into a game. Maybe like a dread game. Like that that, that yeah. Movie, that movie. I yeah. was thinking John Wick would be a I great seen game. It, maybe. Hmm. I'm not hmm. sure to be honest. I'm trying to look at the media around me. Uh, yeah. I'll, often when I'm reading like a like a science fiction book, I'll just be like, "This should this should just be like a Telltale game about this set in this world or something," because that's just you know it's just so story heavy. But Criterion like, should make Fast and Furious stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, they should. That would be great. That's my answer. I'm I'm stealing <laughs> that answer too. That's a pretty good answer. Yeah. Although I guess it's not Criterion anymore. It's Ghost Studios or whatever. Ghost it'll always, games. It'll always be Criterion in my heart. Yeah. Someone in the chat says Shrek Two on the GBA was good. Okay, I'll say so. I'm sure it was amazing. It had to have been. Michael writes in best captain from a game, movie, or TV show, excluding Captain Falcon. Well, that was the answer. So fuck that. <laughs> Well, what's the second best captain then? <laughs> really? You can't think of any other captain ever? Cap- captain Hook? Captain Hook was, uh. My yeah, problem is my mind immediately went to Captain Kirk. Captain Crunch? Captain Crunch, yeah. It's a great captain. Yeah, Horatio Crunch. That's <laughs> that his, his first name. name. Yeah. That is that serious? That's I need name. to look that up. I yep. think that's actually serious. It is. Oh my. Is, is that. What? Captain Crunch. I'm trying to think now. <laughs> I have to look it up. I need to look it up. I'm on his Wikipedia page. Captain Obvious. <laughs> Captain Novelin. Captain Novelin, oh my god. Oh, Captain, my Captain. You lost me. Captain Hawkeye Pierce from MASH. <laughs> nice. Captain America, sure. That's decent, I guess. I don't okay, know, according I don't know why to Captain a... America never came to mind. Oh, Captain America. Okay, according to a 2013 Wall Street Journal article, the mascot, whose full name is Horatio Magellan Crunch. Magellan, yep. Wow. I forgot the middle born, name. H-H-M was born Crunch. on Crunch Island in the Sea yep. of Milk. Yep. A, magic, a magical place with talking trees. Crazy creatures and a whole mountain, Mount Crunchmore, made out of Captain Crunch cereal. Could I change my answer? I want that to be the licensed game, <laughs> and I yeah. want anyone in the world to make it. Anyone, please make the Isn't Horatio Magellan Crunch. I don't know. Or maybe I'm just I... thinking of the, the Chex Quest. Oh my God, there is Captain Crunch Crunchling Adventure PC game. 
my favorite captain's probably Malcolm Reynolds from Firefly. I'll I take mean, my brown coat off now. Falcon, hands down, I don't care. If it says I can't pick Falcon. He's not a captain, he's a driver. He, he has the captain, that ship. The best damn driver I've ever seen, but he's still not a captain. <laughs> Maybe he served in the war, Paul. You don't Maybe. know. You don't know Captain Falcon. It's true, I don't. <laughs> Maybe he's a corporal. I apparently know fucking Captain Crunch better than Captain Falcon, so... <laughs> Corporal Falcon? Corporal Falcon doesn't have the same ring to it, or an even better one. I can't decide yet. I think Captain Crunch just wins it after hearing that's his real name. That's amazing. That is so great. <laughs> Alright, next question comes in from Mario64M. Thoughts on Digimon Story Cyber Sleuth on the PS Vita, and also the Digimon series as a whole? I've never been interested until now. I have no idea about that game. I don't either. I don't know I anything. I used to watch that cartoon. I don't know anything great. about Digimon at all. I, I heard about the game, and it actually looked really cool, but I don't remember what kind of game it was. I thought it was Phoenix Wright-ish, but I don't think that's right. I'll look it up it, right I, now. I believe it's more mature. kind of more It's like Phoenix a... Wright-ish? What? I think... <laughs> What? I don't remember. It's been a uh, it's been a while since I even heard anything about this game. What is what, what are these Digimon lawyers now? Cyberspace has turned future into everyday. Virus programs that managed to evolve in diverse ways appeared and were named digital monsters by hackers. Some guy gets curious after hearing rumors of hackers in the streets. One day he receives a device named Digimon Capture from somebody he slash he met in an online chat room. Travels to the lower layer of cyberspace to gauge the rumor but all of a sudden malfunction in the system part of his slash her mental data is corrupted resulting in his slash her body becoming a half digitalized data body uh iba then wait awakens with a special ability connect jump which allows them to travel between the real world and cyberspace eden through terminals someone uh, in the chat just said no it's more of a battle jrpg so i don't think it's like phoenix right okay never mind okay i was thinking of then I have no idea what this is, but that I, sounds I dumb. I wasn't thinking Rampa, just in case someone asked. And someone just asked that. <laughs> it looks cool. It's nice looking. Okay. There you go. Hmm. Andrew writes, Thanks for finally posting on Facebook again. Anyways, what's your opinion on scary games? Are there, Are they a good genre in general, or is it an entire concept silly? Mm. I don't do scary games. Screw that. I think it's a cool nope. concept, but sometimes the execution needs work. <sighs> it's the most subjective fucking genre on earth it because really why some people find scary, other people will find hilarious and vice versa. Um, I still hold by that Five Nights at Freddy's is the scariest thing I've ever played just because of personal phobias. But, like, I can understand how it's ridiculous at the same time. It's just, like, something I can't control. Whereas, like, other people have said stuff like Slender was scary, and it wasn't. Like, I don't know. It It's one of those things that it just... It's so subjective. I think it's cool that it's subjective, though. That there people find different things scary. Cat, you gotta go. I'm just scary games. John, what's the scariest game? I don't have one because I most scary games I play make me laugh or annoy me. I thought Five Nights at Freddy's was dumb. 
Mm. I'm boring. I was bored. <laughs> I streamed it, and the whole time I just looked like I'm ready to fall asleep because I was bored. Maybe that's why I gotta play Five Nights at Freddy's 2. Five Nights at Freddy's 3. Yeah, I can't. They're worse than Saw with that goddamn game, man. It's coming out so often. Little, little too fast, yeah. Mm-hmm. Daniel writes, what games that don't have a sequel would you like to see get one? And what gets added or do you want to see in it? Burnout Paradise 2. I mean... Just, just make the same game again. Well, that's the thing, is that Burnout Paradise, I don't really want a sequel. I just want them to keep adding on to the base game forever because it's so good. They could just sell me that game again. I it, already that's it kind of it. Times. That's kind of it. I already have three copies of that game. Alright. I would love to see a follow-up to Singularity. I oh, yeah, that'd be cool. I really like that universe and that story they were setting up as... I don't know, it's just, like, the best part of, like, the dumb sci-fi war thing that, like, Hellboy has. But it's so great. It's so good. Shadow Complex 2. Mm. Uh, I was thinking Shadow of the Colossus, but it would just be the same, so whatever. God Hand 2. With God Hand 2. Oh, man. Oh, you just blew my fucking mind, man. <laughs> I can't think of anything else ever again now. <laughs> that would be so good. That's probably it. Moving on. Yeah, sure. Chill and Chum writes in, Do you think refunding people for a multiplayer game if they are banned is a good idea? For games that have both modes, they... In they can make the refund process easier if they were separate products that are bought in a pack. That way, they feel they can feel freer to unban undesirable community members and they not be upset about losing use of their paid product. I got the idea when I noticed that COD has boot programs on Steam for each game. One is single, the other is multiplayer. I assume stats are split as well. Uh, you can't play the multiplayer without installing the single player component. So even if you want multiplayer, Wait, you have true? to have both. Yes, that because I because I tried installing just a multiplayer thing to jump in that and see how it was, and it made me install the whole thing. Okay, I thought it. I thought it was the other, you could do it separately. Yeah, you would think so because COD is very much one of those things that it's like most people want just a multiplayer, but they're thinking of it opposite, where they're like. No, some people don't want the multiplayer and they just want the single player experience, which is probably fair if it was any other game other than Call of Duty, but I don't know. Anyways, first question, do you think refunding people for a multiplayer game if they are banned is a good idea? No. 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 I feel like you need consequences if you're going to be awful. Yeah, they fucked up. Yeah. If you're going to abuse the game, you can't play it. <clears throat> um... And then, but I do like the idea of splitting games into pieces and buying yeah. when you want. Yeah, I agree. So, Henry writes, "What game would you say is a good analogy? Sorry, good analogy for life and or your life?" Honey Pop. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's the answer. Sim, yeah, Sims, The Sims. Elite, the <laughs> Sims, but a five-year-old who's a dick is playing. Elite Beat Agents. Oh, man. Seriously, Life's just a party life. all the time. Yeah, 
just got to dance your way out of any situation. You got to wave your hands in the air like you just don't care. Your dad, like, passed away? Dance. Comes back to life. Brings you a teddy bear on Christmas Eve. That game is great. There's yeah, some dumb dude, shit in that game. I love it. The game's so good. Yeah. It's so good. All right, two. If John follows through with his museum, would you consider promoting it via a convention show floor? If we went legitimate with this museum thing. His museum yeah. would be the convention floor. Alright, get a booth? I forgot about that. This happened um, before I left, like the day before I left. I have a Wii Mini now. Right, we talked yeah, about we that did. a little bit. Do you want to show it off? It's not in the room. Okay. Now, do you only have, do you have one Yeah, Wii you Mini? only have one. one? Wii Mini. Okay. okay. Remember, I specifically said if someone donated and like and donated money and said this was specifically for the Wii Mini, then it would go towards it. Someone donated enough to almost get two on sale, but they didn't have a second. So, <laughs> see, that's what we thought is like for some reason you ended up with like multiple Wii minis. I can't remember what the joke we came up with. Three, we thought three was the joke. We just thought it'd be really funny if you had to buy like a multiple. We need people to start sending in more money to John for Wii minis. We need at least two more. No, so you guys should get really it. Don't <laughs> you guys There's should so get many better things you could do with your money and your time. Um. But anyway, yeah, if you get your museum running up, you're gonna you're gonna get a booth. You're gonna gonna bring some guess, stuff to the booth to I the guess. conventions. Yeah. And you gotta promote Like that. I said, his museum is the convention. People are setting up booths in his museum. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he has like a show floor. He's like it's being hosted by his museum. Yeah. Pax Canada. Yeah. John, get on that. The most Wii Minis ever in one place at one time. John Nagami's threatening to donate another two hundred dollars for Wii Minis. Dude, don't. dude, seriously, please don't. <laughs> don't, don't do that. Don't, don't do money. it, please. please save save money. Or buy yourself a Wii Mini. <laughs> dude, buy yourself a Wii Mini and then send it to John with like some a nice little picture. <laughs> then he doesn't even have a choice. He doesn't even have a choice to spend it on like food or something boring. <laughs> I can't use it for important things. I have to, it has specifically. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And then and put a card in there saying like enjoy the Wii Mini. It's, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, Andy writes in. What would in. you even do with multiple Wii Minis? What would you do with that? Set up your museum. Race them. Race them? <laughs> Race them? It's <laughs> the best what, dumb how, answer I've that? ever heard. How, what? How? Like on a skateboard? <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to see I them like race. That idea. Just put them on skateboards <laughs> to see how far they go. <laughs> Just like, I know a them, hill we can go on. Them to hold like Wii games. Like, get a Wii Mini for each of your games. So it's like, hey, this is the Smash Bros. Brawl Wii Mini. I don't know. What's the next question? Alright, Andy writes in, Oh no, it's terrible! Aliens have invaded Earth and erased all shmups and bullet hells from existence. That's not that bad. Luckily, the bullet hell defense force has come in contact with you. (laughs) (laughs) The world's renounced bullet hell aficionado. With... Oh, I see. Okay, sorry. Let me read this again because I was laughing. Luckily, the Bullet Hell Defense Force has come to contact in contact with you, the world's renowned Bullet Hell aficionado, with their latest high-tech armor suit that is highly customizable to fit your needs. So the question is: If you were in a Bullet Hell game, what would your shot pattern be? What kind of bombs would you have? And what gimmick slash additions would additions would power ups do for your suit of armor? 
considering the most time I've spent with a bullet hell game was Aegis Wing on the 360, I guess I want the ability for one ship to go on top of my ship so I can fly two ships. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say spread shot pattern, mm-hmm. uh, wave bomb that comes from bottom of the screen up to the top, uh, power ups make the the spread shots bigger and more denser so there's less gap between the shots. I'm going to say every one of my shots is a bomb that kills everything on the screen at one time. (laughs) (laughs) That's called cheating. No, it's not. He said anything. I'm the aficionado of the bullet hell defense force. I'll have you know. (laughs) I guess that's true. It's like, why don't they make the entire plane out of the black box material? Yeah, exactly. I will kill everything with my weird bullet hell suit. Or we'll get a weird ghost sword, like, in that Harmonix bullet hell game. Oh, yeah. Is that game called again? A City Sleeps? A City Sleeps. Yeah. Alright, Daniel writes in with uh, a news item. Okay. Did you guys know that Viz Media acquired the rights to the Legend of Zelda A Link to the Past comic serialized in Nintendo Power this past January, and will be releasing them this coming May? Hmm. That's cool. I did not. Yeah, I heard about this. I'm actually really excited because those I'm were really good. Just looking it up. Yeah, they were really cool. It was apparently released in a volume back in '93. There's not much news about this. What's this other link? Oh, there is more news about this. When is it coming out? <laughs> I have no idea. Anyway, I guess that's that's fine. Sure, I didn't yeah. know there, that even existed. Yeah, there's a, a Star Fox one as well. I don't know if anyone has the rights to that. There was a Super Mario World series they used to show as well, which was really good. They used to show or like run, run rather, yeah, in the yeah, Nintendo Power yeah. magazines. It alternated, I think, with Link to the Past at some point, <laughs> or it was in the same issue. I don't remember. All right, he has a follow. He has a question as well. Um, and to John, I recently finished watching the video of your Throne Controllers panel at Magfest 2015, mm-hmm. and found it interesting that all three Runaway Guys options were chosen for the Runaway Guys video game challenge. Mm-hmm. My question is, what were the music themes that were playing during the setup for your and Tim's challenges? I know Emil's was Charge Man stage from Mega Man Five. Yeah, um, the ones for myself and Tim are actually uh, remixes of songs Tim made. Um, one sec. Tim actually made, like, in Mario Paint Composer, uh, versions of theme songs for everyone. And uh, someone did uh, 8-bit covers of mine and Tim's. So I took those two and put it in the game. But they never cool. ended up doing uh, Emil's because Tim didn't make Emil's till like, late last year. Mm. So, unfortunately, there's no 8-bit cover of that, and as a result, it, I just used Charge Man. Cool. Oh, okay, so yours is like a, yours is original music then? Yeah, mine, mine and Tim's are both original songs. Okay. There you go. Okay. Mitchell writes in, Here's a question for all of you guys. With the Battletoads and Kratos being console-exclusive characters in Shovel Knight, it seems that Nintendo and PC versions are missing out. What do you guys think would be good cameos for each character? I'm guessing he means for each console. Mm. I'm thinking of either Link or Meta Knight on the Nintendo side, and it would be hilarious if a random character like Gordon Freeman were to make an appearance in the PC version. I think Gordon Freeman would be actually really funny for the Steam version. It would be good. I thought thought Meta Knight would work really well. Mm -hmm. 
yeah. For sure. Like Size-wise. Meta Knight or Link are both really good choices. Or even like a Fire Emblem character. Just a sword-wielding character, really. They should just put yeah. Mega Man in it. That'd be so yeah. crazy, right? I'd be okay with that. Mega Man should be in every game ever. I'm trying to think. P- PC mascot, like, besides Half-Life. There really um, isn't meant money of them. I, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Dude from Minecraft. Steve or whatever? Is that his name? I think it's Steve. Yeah. Okay. With the pickaxe. Hero Brian. A sim. With a sword. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the answer. To, I'm just trying to think, like, Doom guy would be okay, I guess. People are saying Rainer, GLaDOS. Rainer would be a bad... Rainer wouldn't be a great idea. Sorry, Homer, you're completely wrong. <laughs> just being an asshole. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, I don't know, but, like, yeah, Nintendo has a whole slew of everything they've ever done that could work for that, so... There you go. I want Donkey Kong! That would be actually terrible. <laughs> that would be a bad crossover. <laughs> no, just think, he you would, like... He would bounce on them like a, and do like a few flips like he does in his game, and then he'd like helicopter swing around. It's worst. It's worst. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. I want I want the one of the I want the uh, the panda bear from Muscle March. Oh my! That is my the Wii. most specific thing. <laughs> <laughs> on my Wii eShop. <laughs> Exclusive uh, port of Shovel Knight. Okay. Or the really muscular chick. <laughs> okay. And she'd go like this. <laughs> and then sometimes her arms would be fully out. <laughs> we should Perfect. really move on. <laughs> P.S. Uh, nope. 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 <laughs> Nope. David, that's your name. Yeah. What controllers do you guys use to play PC games? I've been looking at different controllers and adapters for my new computer and wanted to know if there's anything you'd recommend using. I prefer an option besides Xbox controllers since I don't own any Xbox systems and dislike the controller in general, but have access to most other controllers. GameCube, PlayStation, Wii, and Wii U Pro. So I'm considering getting an adapter over something specifically for PCs. Uh, I use PS3 and PS4 controllers. I use a 360 controller wired. I use a Razer Sabertooth. I have in the past used an Xbox 360 receiver that worked, or wireless receiver that worked great. And I'm super excited for the Xbox One receiver that's coming out. So I would recommend just, there's a PlayStation like 1, 2, I think there's Wii adapters. There's definitely GameCube ones. Just get an adapter. Find a controller I'd, I'd that you I'd like. probably go Wii U Pro out of the <clears throat> ones he listed. Yep. Personally, that's probably what I would do. Yep, I agree. Or if you have PlayStation 4, I would go with that first. Agreed. Uh, P.S. John, while at PAX East, uh, the beta for Hat and Time... We already talked about Hat and Time. Hat and Time's in beta, in case you didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Just, yeah. I, I heard about that, so I'm excited for that. <clears throat> mm-hmm. to sit down and try it. All right. All right. Mm-hmm. As I said, last one from Chris. Okay. Um, I, again, just kind of bringing this to our attention. Thank you. Um, 
Unless I did it wrong, my oh, so this is John. Unless I did it wrong, my search of your backloggery showed you don't have this game. Maybe it's because you aren't much of a Pokemon fan, or because the game was never released in North America. It wasn't. But I'm curious. Have you ever seen or heard of a game called Learn with Pokemon Typing Adventure? It showed up in my Amazon UK recommendations, and I thought it was just silly enough to ask about. Uh, and I looked this up, and it's like it's seven pounds, and you get it's for the DS, and it comes with a keyboard. Yep. This is amazing. This is a real thing. Uh, I've seen it at cons for sale, but I've never just sat down and bought it. I, I kind of wish I had, honestly, at this point. You should have. Well, I mean, I can just order it based on the price that they're saying here. That's actually pretty cheap. That is pretty cheap. It's going to be the Speaking shipping of... that gets you. Yeah. it's the only downside. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that was a thing. I would have picked one up when I was over there. Is it a full-sized keyboard? Uh, I bl- no, it's like half size. It's like half size. It's like a keyboard without a numpad. Oh, okay. It's still like pretty big. I'm trying to see if I can get an actual size, but no, this Wikipedia page is pretty small. Now that I know that I'm just straight up order for off. I'm just reading like the story. I'm reading the story of this. As a member of the elite typists club under the guidance of Professor Quentin Worty. Great. And fellow member Page Down. They must investigate and collect the game's 403 different Pokemon, some of which being bosses at the end of certain levels. And both Quentin Worty. Oh, I was gonna say both Quentin Wordy and Page Down have their own Wikipedia pages, but the Quentin Wordy link just goes to the QWERTY Wikipedia page, and the Page Down link just goes to the Page Up and Page Down Keyboard Keys Wikipedia page. Amazing! That's great. Thank you for bringing that to our attention. Yeah, that's really good. If you want to bring something weird to our attention, or just send in an email. It's topdownperspective at gmail.com. You can also do those things through Twitter at TDP Podcast or send things through the Facebook group. Um, guys, what's your games of the week? I'm not saying the fucking game I talked about. Diablo 3. Did you play it this week? Yeah, I've been dabbling in it here and there. Okay, as long as you played it this week, yeah. you're allowed to say that. Yeah. Okay. Poyo Poyo Tetris. Yes, that's the right answer. Really? It's not Pokemon Shuffle? I was debating it, but I think I'm going to give it to Poyo Poyo Tetris, because it's four-player. Did you play four-player? No, but I did find a way. <laughs> okay. Um, and mine is Ori and the Blind Forest. Sweet. Cool. Um, Alright, thanks everyone for tuning in. We'll be back next week. Bye. Bye.